Welcome back to The Trade. I'm Gina Beck. This is Drew Williams. Thank you for listening, liking, commenting, and subscribing. We appreciate y'all, especially the reviews on Apple Podcasts. It really means a lot. Yeah, and like always, thank you again for the continued support, the continued engagement, and the hashtag BananaCats. How are you, Drew? I'm good, G. How are you? Doing a lot better. I'm back. Uh, it's been a while. I was down and out, not feeling the best, but hey, here yeah, I am. I'm glad that you're back, and uh, you, you sound much better. Thank you, thank you. I hope you're doing well. I hope the audience is doing well. I missed y'all, and we have a bunch of stuff we want to talk about. I think to start, let's talk about the... We hit a million views on our first podcast episode out of 25. It was the 25th episode, I do believe. And yeah, about Luca Magnata. So thank you guys for listening and interacting with that episode and getting it to where it's at. We hit a million in a year on it. It's crazy for our little podcast, you know, we never thought we would do that. So it's really cool. Thank you guys. Yeah, thank you guys for the continued support, like always that I say, but I really do mean it. And uh, yeah, thank you guys. (laughs) And if you don't want to listen here, you guys can always click our website link in the description and listen to uncensored episodes, all that good stuff. Yeah, everything's updated the day it goes live on YouTube. It's live on our website as well. I think I'm going to start this one off with uh, this article I found uh, from another YouTube channel called Rainbot. Rainbot, she's kind of in the same circle as like Mama Max and all those type of people. And I'll leave a link to her video if you guys want to watch that because it has a longer breakdown that I really wanted to describe because she actually breaks down each of these individuals. But the FBI is actually asking for the public's help. On February 21st of 2004, the FBI began its Endangered Child Alert program called ECAP as a new protective approach to identifying unknown individuals in weirdo abuse videos and things like that. A collaboration effort between the FBI and the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, ECAP seeks national and international exposure of unknown adults referred to as John and Jane Doe's, whose faces or distinguishing characteristics are visible in CP images and videos. And there's only one of these people that is actually, I guess, not a weirdo. It's just she may have information that could lead to the weirdo. These are definitely still frames from low production, bad cameras. Some of them look like they could be over a decade old. But it does show you the type of people, how just regular and mundane they can look. We always say this. It's always the people that, that's closest to us. But it's definitely because they have the access. They have that access. So it's like easier for them, I feel like, right? Um, but definitely take a look at those pictures if you guys want. Yeah, it's like someone's grandma, someone's aunt, someone's uncle, like, just normal looking human beings. I guarantee not one of them looks out of the ordinary, you know? 
No, they all they all look like very run of the mill type people, and that's the, like we always talk about. Is the majority of them look just like the rest of us. Now, I wanted to talk about this because I I think this was even last night or the night before. I was scrolling through good old good old TikTok, and it's funny because it's TikTok. You know, Drew hates TikTok. <laughs> But I came across this, and I didn't know this, and I want to know if you knew this. Did you know Jeffrey Epstein had an episode on VH1? I didn't know it was VH1, but I had heard that he had some episode on some type of larger channel back in the day. How old was it? Um, well, I didn't, I was like, is this like made up? Was this edited? Right? And so I Google it, and there's a New York Post article on it. So... Instead of showing the video, because I'm sure VH1 will be like, Meh, we will link the video in the description and I'll just read this article to you guys. VH1's cringeworthy fabulous, it was called fabulous, Jeffrey Epstein show resurfaces. This is actually an article from 2021 when it started resurfacing. It's not exactly fabulous. A clip of disgraced, you know, you know what Jeffrey Epstein is, I don't have to say that word. On VH1's The Fabulous Life Of has resurfaced. Oh, it's The Fabulous Life Of. And they were like, yeah, they were showing off things. They were like, and some of the things that they were saying, okay, and they said it during that time, it sounded like they knew how they were like wording it. You guys just have to listen to it, I guess. Um, and he even was a teacher and then he bought a schoolhouse when he got like a bunch of money yeah i like, heard that before they were showing it off like it was a great thing and it was like that's where he probably did a lot of crazy stuff you know i kind of remember this this was not the show was fabulous life of right so they, they did yeah. multiple people right so it was like yeah. lifetime of the rich and famous type thing okay i kind of remember right. that uh, it says a two-minute cringeworthy clip from epstein's feature on the show was shared by a Twitter user this week and is spreading like wildfire. 35 seconds in and you're thinking, this won't get worse, but it does. Uh, wrote the woman, Eon Higgins, who posted the video. Epstein, who died by, you know, in 2019 was featured on a reality series in a 2007 episode called The Fabulous Life of Billion Dollar Wall Street Ballers. Okay, so the title only used fabulous i don't know but it's called the fabulous life of billion dollar wall street ballers so yeah they're putting him on a pedestal for <laughs> getting his way to the top and how he uh how he did it i guess but they didn't reveal how he really did it you know <laughs> well, it's one of those things you know it's maybe they knew but they couldn't of course and it really sounded like people new in that even in that short clip you'll have to watch it um, the financer was revealed to have been worth around 560 million shortly before his death jeff was a high school math teacher who traded his blackboard for the big board the narrator says he just couldn't keep out of the classroom when he bought himself a house he bought himself a schoolhouse this, of course, is his famed Upper East Side mansion, which just sold for $51 million 
There, Epstein kept a bizarre painting of his buddy Bill Clinton in a safe filled with hundreds of nude photos of his victims, many of whom were underage. It's also where the convicted, you know what, had ghastly massage room filled with a table and you know what toys. It was incredible bells and whistles commentator Jason Oliver Nixon boasts in a hard-to-watch testimonial. Closed-circuit televisions, a heated sidewalk out front so snow melts. The video also brags about his small fleet of private planes, including a Boeing 727 that he used to fly around the world with Clinton and Kevin Spacey, who's been accused of stuff also. What do you need a commercial-sized airliner for? Asked Paper Magazine editor-at-large Mickey Boardman in the clip. We now know the answer is to bring his rich friends to his island on a plane called Lolita Express. The jet setting with Bill all in a day's work for their Wall Street mogul, the narrator says. So, the article is very vague, but the video is great and very informative. You guys should definitely click on the video and check it out. And the other thing I wanted to talk about is really, like, uh, out there. Um, I'm going to say it, and you're probably going to have to cut it. But if you guys don't want to know what I said, go to our website or click the second article that you see down below. Child molester, known as Mr. Rape, Torture, Kill, was arrested in Phoenix. It's a lot. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. It's a lot. (laughs) I know. And you guys should see what he looks like. Like, it's not. He looks, he actually looks like what you would expect the stereotype to look like. And his eyes are, like, wide open. He looks like he's holding back a smile, too. It's really messed up. But he's convicted and from California. He's been arrested in Phoenix after failing to register. His Facebook and email accounts as required. The man has made national headlines going by the name Mr. RTK as the title, RTK. Yeah, that's so messed up which means, and it says what it means again, but I'm not going to repeat it. Police arrested Carrie J. Smith, 61, Wednesday after he allegedly, it says, used social media to contact the mom of a seven-year-old boy. He reportedly victimized officers, found him at an apartment near 19th Avenue in Hatcher Road. A seven-year-old boy, like, what? Yeah, ugh. And he, he he called himself that the the nickname. It might have been given to him. It was, I, does it say? Let it me was, see. It says I didn't respond. I just let him be, hoping he would keep doing it. I notified the attorneys out here. Lynn Renner, the mother of that seven-year-old boy, said. Renner said Smith stalked her son. She attended every hearing, hoping to keep him out of the community. The case dates back to 1999. So I think it's just something he's known for in the community. The name that's given to him is what it sounds like. He was released from that California psychiatric facility back in 2020. A controversial decision, Renner fought. It's frustrating that he's never been criminally convicted of anything, and he more than deserves it, but the system has kept a backdoor approach to keep him locked up, she said. Court documents say Smith admitted 
contacting the woman several times and sending her messages saying he was back around. Smith told investigators he was upset about what the mother has said about him online and he wanted her to think he was back in California to scare her. It is really nice. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, it's so disgusting. Yeah. Because it's really nice to finally, hopefully, have some criminal charges that stick with, with him. And you know, hopefully, he'll spend some time locked up. As we all know, it's hard to get these guys behind bars and then staying behind bars. It's so hard. In a situation like this, you'd think it'd be a no-brainer. You know, like, stalking, verbally saying things. I, it just, so many times, it's just a disappointment what the system does with some of these people. Because they're, they're going, it's not a... If they're going to, it's when they're going to reoffend. They always and do. He, right. He's on the list. So it's not, it's not even like he's new to this. So it, like you just said, it's a matter of when. And he's, that's the thing. And if they never, ever go behind bars, like, I feel like there's a lot of room for them to be like, I can get away with it and not be locked up forever, you know? because they know and like these guys pay attention these guys pay attention to channels like predator hunting channels they pay attention to podcasts like this like they pay attention to things where what they're doing could be talked about in order for them to hopefully learn more in some kind of weird way and they do they do learn more though but at the same time like i always say this no offense to drew or any other man out there Predators are stupid. They're really, really stupid. They're literally the stupidest people. And teams could catch a predator over and over and over and over and over again. And he could still not go to jail. And he'll still maybe get caught in the future. That's how stupid they are. So things like this, it doesn't surprise me. But at the same time, it shows that laws need to change. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the big things. I mean, since we've started this from day one is, you know, more punishment for these guys because the slap on a wrist method is obviously not working and it's been decades of proven not working. He was released from the facility in 2020 after 21 years at the California State Psychiatric Facility. So he was at a psychiatric facility, which is like it's like a 50 50 like 51 50 right it's like an open room he still has like yeah i wonder if they if he there's a state facility just north of me called the tascadero mental institution but it's, so he's like protected he's like with people that are like him right yeah and i would assume maybe other people that are just mentally ill maybe not as much of a, a weirdo okay so he testified that he fantasizes about doing the R word to boys and claims to have killed three boys and molested 200 others. Wow. wow. <laughs> That's a big uh, admittance to still be able to roam the streets and be released. But that's the end of that art article. If you guys want to see what he looks like or if you want to read it for yourselves, the links are always in the descriptions to everything, as you guys know. If you've listened this far, leave us a comment. Let us know that you are listening. We love you guys. Thank you for listening, liking, commenting, and subscribing. Until next time, Banana Cats. Banana Cats. Much love, y'all. Peace.